You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store. And be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit... He calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French Vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. I will pack you a massive bag of disguises, and you can come the whole time. (laughs) There's so many fake mustaches. Yeah. So yeah, many. I love it. The bells are getting back. And we have a podcast. Part of that success is being open books. I think it would be amazing to do a comeback. It's so good, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is so good. Like, I want to do this all the time now. And now, coming to the mic, Nikki and Brie Bella. This is the Bella's Podcast. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Nicole and I are so excited for today's episode. We have someone really special joining us. It's crazy because, Nicole, you and I, I mean, we've always loved poetry, but I feel like 
advocate, our guest today on the podcast, oh, yeah. is someone who you and I, gosh, I think I came across Atticus yeah. was in Aberdeen um, when we started filming Total Divas. So do you remember when we had to go in the first season to Brian's house um, in Aberdeen yeah, and we did yeah. all that filming? So I remember how we redecorated it. Yeah. Well, I, I went to the one of the home goods stores and I saw this gorgeous like picture and on it, it was, had this poetry on there. Something about love and it's a magical thing. I'm going to, I should, I need to look it up to grab it. But I got it and it said Atticus. And I remember I was like, Atticus, I've never heard of that, you know, name. So I looked it up. And so let's see, I'm going to be 39. This had to be almost 10 years ago. I think we were 28. Yeah. Or, yeah. And I took a picture of it and put it on social media. And ever since then, like Atticus and I connected, Yeah, but then I started to just follow all his poetry and stuff and just really fell in love. And so, um, it's just crazy kind of how long his journey has been. Well, yeah. And I, it was probably started before that. No, I remember all that. I remember when you brought him to me and then just becoming obsessed with his stuff on Instagram. Cause that's all you really saw it. Atticus's poetry, it's like the, you know, when they say like, it's a man, a few words and like mm-hmm. how they say less is more. He just has his poetry that majority of the time is not long, but it hits you so hard. And you're like, whoa, I felt that. Or he makes you want to like, um, what's the, um, the old poet, um, we'd always talk about who wants to fight. Oh, um, Hemingway, Hemingway. He gives you like, he, he then also gives me feels where I want to be like Hemingway. And I want to run to the bar at the Ritz and like drink all night and run around town in Paris and be wild and free and all these things. And I've just, Atticus has always made me feel all these different, beautiful emotions. I've always been so drawn to his work. Yeah, me too. And it's like you said, it's, it's, um, even though some of it, he has some long, he has some short, but it's like his words are concise and they hit you hard and And the sexy, but yep. Wild. Like they're just all different. Do you you know, it's crazy that says love her, but leave her wild. Like, I felt like that hit so many people and it's something so simple, but like, cause I would kind of be like that with Brian, like, yes, you know how I am. And like all this, like, love me for who I am. Like, but leave me, leave me who I am too. So yeah, when I saw that, I always loved that okay. one. yeah, that was definitely one that I always would go back and forth. Like, Oh, I kind of want that tattooed on me. <laughs> yeah. He, he has some really good, like girl ones, you know, yeah. about the wild and free soul and lover tender and all that. I love this one too. Sometimes to find the way we must have first lost the way. And then he wrote, you are right where you need to be. You just, you, if you guys don't follow him on Instagram, make sure to follow Atticus poetry. You need to. And he has a couple different poetry books out that are just incredible. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people like to buy poetry books as like coffee table decor or in a bookshelf, but I actually really like to read them. Like I, I'm just one of those girls who like, I want to feel like I'm in a lifetime movie. Like I want to be just like swept away. Think I'm under the Tuscan sun. Like, and poetry does that for me. Yo, it's, you know, me, I'm obsessed with poetry books and I love reading poetry books. I love writing poetry. I like to try and make my life feel like a movie. That's why when I cook in the kitchen or Artem does, I want sexy music. I want a glass of wine. I want to yummy cup of coffee. Like I, I try to make every moment, even in the house candles, lit, the smell, everything feel or mean something. But I just, you know what I remember so much when I was young and in school 
Mm-hmm. And when we'd have to do book reports, and I remember I always wanted to do it on the sidewalk ends. Do you remember oh that? Oh my gosh, the sidewalk ends. Yeah. That's when I knew I had a massive love for poetry because I already was writing on my own mm-hmm. as a kid, but it's like you wouldn't say anything. But I remember that book. Would that have been in fifth grade, right? Fifth, sixth grade, fifth That's, grade. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. And I just remember Shel Silverstein. I read all his poetry books because I became obsessed with that one at the time. And I remember I, I went and bought them. I was so young. How did I yeah. buy? I must have asked for them for Christmas or something, but one that I recently bought because I'm so attached to one of their quotes is Winnie the Pooh. Oh, and I was gosh, in this store yes. and the Winnie the Pooh book was on clearance. And I started to look through it and I was like, this is such magical poetry. Yep. Like when you really listen to Winnie the Pooh, I mean, it's he it's says incredible. the most magical, inspiring stuff, but stuff that when you kind of feel down, he lifts you up and he makes you feel like it's going to be a brighter day. Right. And I'm just drawn. That's the stuff I'm drawn to. And that's me too. I love and to write it. Also stuff with the friendships, but you know, Atticus, it's crazy because there's times where you're like when his poetry you're reading it, it's like you can either really feel love or like adventure and like you want yes. to go have fun. Adventure, that's yes. such a key word. It is. And like, then like other times you'll read and you're like, it's like um, almost this place of like when you're alone and you feel something like he really lets you feel so break up or something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, enough talking about him. I say we just bring I him know. on and let's talk to him because we never get this opportunity to actually talk to him. And I actually want to hear what his voice sounds like because we don't know what his face looks like. Because so. I'm so one of those people. Oh, by the way, can I just tell you? Oh gosh, look, found, she's going down a rabbit hole. No, I just found the quote that is now in Port Townsend, but the first one I ever saw at the store. I don't believe in magic, the young boy said. The old man smiled. You will when you see her. Oh, I mean. Man, so, can I get a cigar? Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I saw that at the store and that's the, that quote was the first quote I was ever introduced to Atticus. And that gave me all the feels. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm just going to ask Artem, I'm going to be like, look, we're going to make love. And then you're going to get that book and you're just going to start to read me pages. And that's what I really want. So I don't, it could be a Christmas gift. If we want to wait the night before Christmas or whatever it may be, but that's the kind of night I want. And I want to lay there naked in the sheets with him naked. And I want him to read me poetry after we make love. Or you can go on Amazon and get Atticus's audiobook, and you'll hear him read you the poetry. We could do that too, but I want Artem to get in the Yeah. Moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's bring him on, Brie. Let's first take a quick break and then we will be back with one and only Atticus. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh yeah, and you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. 
Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum, and their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Mm, it's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We really do. We actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses, so if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm-hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut and <laughs> in our eyes usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping Ooh, that is the intense that I like intense heat lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline New York formulated with chili pepper lifter plump delivers a heated sensation 
for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. All right, he's a three-time New York Times best-selling author. His poetry is seen all over the internet, all over people's bodies, and heard in many songs. His new poetry book, LVOE, comes out October 11th. You could head to Amazon now to pre-order yours. Trust me, I have all his other poetry books, and they're just incredible. Nikki and I are just incredibly honored to have this incredible poet on our podcast today. Please welcome Atticus. Hi guys, how are you? We're good. You guys are the best. Well, you are my favorites. You've been so supportive of me from the beginning and I really appreciate it. Oh yeah. Well, Nicole and I have so many questions for you that we want to dive into, but I just feel like everyone feels this with your poetry, like just so moved. Nicole and I, every time you would put something out, I was just like, how do every time I read something, I get goosebumps from him. Like you, it's crazy. Like everything. I mean, I'm obsessed with everything you write and it's crazy because I always get so many different like emotions. Like sometimes you make me feel like I want to go be wild and free and like (laughs) drink and fill my days in my like young twenties. And then days I, I think of sad things, but amazing things. And I want to cry or I want to be super sexy. I mean, you like hit so many emotions, especially how I feel as a woman. Um, but it's like the best and you write in a way, like sometimes I'm like, I can't like this because then all of a sudden my fans are like, well, is Nikki okay? Or what is she feeling? Or is this about Arvin? or is this like, I feel like people try to guess us. Right. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to like repost this, but everyone's going to assume I'm putting some message out in the world. That is hilarious. That's yeah. true. It's, you know, it's funny. Cause I, I, I run like the, do the same thing. I, I'll post sometimes and I'm like, Oh God, or, or is everyone going to think I'm depressed right now or uh, whatnot? But you know, I just have to go for it usually, but thank you yeah. for saying that. It's so kind. Yeah. Oh, you're so that. welcome. So Atticus, how do you get inspired to write? Because you do write such great deep things about love and relationships and adventures. Is it based kind of off like experience or does it come to you in a dream? Like how do you get inspired to write all this gorgeous poetry? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm often just inspired by life and, and the kind of things going on around me. I love to travel. And, and so, you know, cities inspire me a lot. I have like cities are kind of muses to me. I, I think you probably noticed I write a lot about Paris and Brooklyn and, and, and different spots. And I find, you know, places like that, you don't even have to use your imagination. You just kind of like write what you see, you know, it's like Paris is so beautiful for that. It's also, you know, whether it's, whether it's real, um, you know, I'm, I'm often using my imagination too. It's like, you know, I try to imagine what it would be like to be an old man and like, you know, have been in love for 50 years and then to lose her and try to get into like, you know, what does that feel like? And what would that feel like? And so a lot of it's kind of like imagining future and past as well. Wow. I love that. And 
you know, when, what I'm so interested to know, um, when was the first time, like you knew that you had this in you poetry? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's a, it's kind of an important question because I think that a lot of, and it's a real shame, but like a lot of men in, in the world, you know, um, and particularly like America and Canada, um, aren't necessarily encouraged to kind of pursue this kind of thing, you know, poetry Mm. and being vulnerable. And, you know, I grew up in Canada and it was certainly kind of the furthest thing from my mind to ever write poetry. Um, and then I met this, this actor, um, I met him actually in France and he's a guy named Michael Madsen. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's like a bad guy in Kill Bill and Reservoir Dogs. And uh, I think a Justin Bieber music video, you'd probably recognize him if you saw him, but um, you know, I I grew up watching Michael Madsen and and he's kind of like this incredible American badass, whiskey drinking, motorcycle riding. And and I met him and, and he taught me a lot, but one of the things he taught me was how poetry had saved his life. And that was really interesting to me, you know, because it, it, it kind of gave me permission for the first time to explore this more vulnerable side of myself, really. Wow, that is incredible. You know, I've written poetry since I've been very, very young, and I actually still have binders and binders filled of all this poetry. Wow. I started writing, I think, in third grade and wow. was, yeah, and was always very drawn to it. And For me, I never really had structure. I just knew that I liked to write down my emotions and make it rhyme. And because I remember as I got older and I would still, I still write poetry. Like I can't even tell you how much I have, but I realized that is how I journal. It's almost, they're just, um, they're poetries. They're just these different verses or they're long poems. And it was just a way I've have expressed myself for so long. But I remember when someone one time was like, well, what, what, you know, what style do you do? And I'm like, well, it's my style, I guess. I just, I like to rhyme and I like to make it have meaning and you know, it's how I feel, but it's something I've always have wondered, like, should I share these things one day? Because sometimes I read them and now some are get really deep and tough. And especially when I look at some of my childhood, I'm like, Oh, right. Yeah. I'm not gonna, (laughs) I think I want to keep those in the binder that I have. Cause then I would, I'm not a good artist, but then I would draw like pictures that go with it. I'm like, that's a, yeah, they're going to be like that girl needed a lot of help at a very young age. Um, I think poetry is just so beautiful and such a beautiful way to express ourselves and to have it pour out. And it, and you have been the first one living day poet that I've been drawn to. I feel like all other poets have passed on. Yeah, I agree. And, And it's been years and years and you are the, like the living day poet that has just made me feel and you encourage me in times when I don't write. And then I'll see like one of your posts. I'm like, I need, I need to go write something. I need, need to go yeah. let these emotions out that are puddled oh up. God. I know. Well, so maybe one day Atticus, I'll, I mean, I'd be embarrassed to show you my poetry, but maybe one day. I, honestly, when, while you're saying it, I was going to ask you is like, would you mind send me some? I'd love to, I'd love to read yeah. it. That sounds amazing, but you know, I, I don't think, you know, you're alone or, or you know, certainly we, we aren't alone. Um, and it's surprising how many people kind of find therapy through poetry. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's a it's kind of like a lost art, lost tool for 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 a lot of people. I mean, you know, journaling is is, you know, coming back a bit. But this kind of idea of pouring it, getting it out of your head and pouring it into into pages, I think, is a beautiful lost art. 
Yeah, I agree with you. No, I have to ask Atticus growing up and like with girlfriends and all that, did you, are you good with words? Like would people be like, um, oh, I, I mean, mean, I mean, obviously yes. <laughs> but I mean, even just like in everyday life or when you would talk like would, cause there's people, I just remember, you know, meeting in my twenties or in high school. I'm like, gosh, the, the way they speak, like, like, are you a romantic? You want to know yeah, like, are you romantic? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I read about your proposal or how you did the ring. I would I say so, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, well, I would say I'm like a very much like a, a hopeless, I mean, I'm just completely hopeless romantic, but, um, uh, yeah, the ring, the ring was, was beautiful. Um, I, if, if like for the backstory, I, I, uh, proposed to my now fiance and, and I made her this really cool ring, which is two rocks that, um, come together and they're different, but it together, they make an, an imperfect heart and that, you know, for me, that was the kind of idea of like, love is imperfect, but we see the perfectness and it's like perfect to us. And that was um, actually like, you know, one of the, why I called my book uh, LVOE, because it's just like, you know, it's felt wrong, but it like, all we see is love when we look at it. Oh so. my gosh. Chills, tears. There you go. Giving us goosebumps <laughs> again. I have to say it's amazing because your new poetry book is out now. It's literally um, number one on Amazon. So everyone needs to go get it. Gosh, this is, I've, I, I think I have all your poetry books. I do. And really? uh, I do. Oh, I have God, all of them, you guys. but they're just <laughs> so amazing. And it has to be neat for you because you could tell that your words mean a lot to people because you see everyone tattooing your poetry on their bodies. Like tattooing, I feel like- reposting. <laughs> Every musicians use you for lyrics. Like, yeah. Like, what do you think? What it, do you ever stop? And you're like, holy shit. Like, is that, is it crazy for you to see that? Um, yeah, I mean, yes and no. I think, um, you know, one of the I, blessings I would say about, you know, remaining, uh, as anonymous as I can be is that, uh, I, I think I'm separated from that. Um, and I think it's kind of useful because I, I don't see that. And so I, it helps me kind of just keep writing what I want to. Um, but yeah, the, the tattoo thing was very surprising. And every time I see that, you know, in my heart, I'm like, uh, well, for one, I feel very connected because they felt connected enough to the words uh, to get them tattooed. And I, you know, I felt obviously very connected when I wrote them, but, you know, every time I'm like, oh God, I hope my grammar was okay. <laughs> you know, just like, <laughs> I hope the double checked it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll re- often write late and just post something and then, have, you know, take it down because it's not quite right or whatever. But, um, you know, there's probably some funny tattoos out there, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, my I, God, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And is it hard to keep kind of this mystery life because everything's just so out there? I mean, there's all these different social media platforms and I feel like we're so encouraged as humans to just live our lives like on all these different social platforms. So is it hard for you to stay secretive or is it easy? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a struggle, you know, and it's uh, like, I think, you know, I'd love to hear, hear both of your opinions on this, but, um, you know, fame is a, is a fickle thing. Recognition is a fickle thing. And on one hand, it just like allows you to do what you want to do at such a bigger level and you know for me i have publishers and and agents being like you know you'd be so much bigger if you took off the mask and you could just like go go on the daily show and things like that you know for me it's always just been important i've got a lot of friends who 
have struggled with fame and um and for me it's always just been a kind of double-edged sword and I feel like it's not necessarily I'd be doing it for the wrong reasons and it's not true to who who I am but I, I wanted to ask you like how have you found you know reaching the the level that you've you've both reached and balancing that with like social and like you know people getting glimpses into your lives and like sharing your your family stories and your kids and and things well I mean you said it so perfectly right it's like that double-edged sword it's the fame and the platforms are so amazing for what we do, um, whether it's being, you know, past professional or former professional wrestlers, reality shows, any of our shows and any of our companies, it gives this incredible platform and also gives us the opportunity. You reach out to people in words, but our platform helps us reach out to people to have that relatability. So they see the life Mm -hmm. we live and then they feel like, oh, I'm not alone. And that's the plus for us. But then on the other side, it's really hard because you want to keep things private. And especially when you are a reality star, there's so much expectation from you of like, give me more, give me more. Like, I want you crying. I want you laughing. I want you happy. I want you sad. I want all these, but I'm also going to judge it. And um, it's hard because you realize like there are some things that I need to keep between my fiance and I, and I really need to protect my son. But I really need this platform to touch more people in the world to help change it. And it's a battle that Bree and I go through a lot because we're not your typical girls in this industry because we don't crave fame and we don't crave that kind of attention. We truly yeah. just love what we do. We love hosting shows and we love, you know, some of the reality TV stuff that we've done or do. And we love all these different things. Um, but we also love being in Napa Valley and like making wine and being very <laughs> chill and <laughs> living life here, very disconnected and, Um, so it's, it's, I always have that inner battle with it. You know, Nicole last night kind of had a panic attack, just thinking about like life and how much she puts out there. And, you know, I told her it was funny. I was just like, just meditate, breathe in, breathe (laughs) out because you do, it's a, it's hard. Like it's such a tug war in your brain. Like, am I putting too much of my life out there? Like, is this wrong? Do I make decisions based on like how I put my life out? Like if I was more, living a private life would my decisions I make be different. So it is, it's crazy. Well, and I, I love that you're mysterious because I, I feel like in this day and age, we don't have that anymore because everyone is like pushing you to be, have this platform, right? Who cares about Instagram posts? You need to do TikTok, And it's like on yeah. and on. And you're like the one person thing left. That's like this mysterious thing that takes us back to like, days like way back into other eras of how it was you know not everyone got to read William Shakespeare but now we all get to yeah so I just think there's something really cool about it and I I love that you stay this way and I hope you always do it's great yeah I actually feel like like it makes you a bigger star in a way like we crave you almost more because we don't know all of you you know and so um I think what you're doing, keep doing it because it's working. So I wouldn't thank change you. anything that is for sure. Is so, there like, you. do you have any, you know what? I mean, you've already created so much. Is there anything else you want to do? Like I loved, do you still do the wine by the way? I love yeah. the wine. Yeah. 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 The wine's great. And, and, you know, I think to your point of just living in Napa and having that like wine lifestyle, the, the wine was so natural for me. Cause it's like, it's what I, the world I love to write about, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the, 
vineyards and like traveling around and in France and um, you know, just the story of the grape and how it's stored sunlight and that whole kind of idea I always obsessed over. I thought about it recently and I was like, you know what? I think with my life, I just want to like bring more poetry into the world, whether that's through wine or whether that's through, you know, partnerships or books or on, you know, whatever it is. I just feel like I have um, this, this, um, this desire to like bring more poetry into the world. I love that. You know, when you said that, I kind of had this idea. Uh-oh. So or an idea is out of I so <laughs> you're like, oh my god, this girl. I love it. Yeah. So I feel Brie and I have always craved, and we keep pushing it because we know one day it'll get picked up. But Brie and I have always wanted to have a wine traveling show where we go see all these, yeah, vineyards all around the world. And then we start to have Bonita Bonita be um all these different vintages. And it could even be Lost Poet. Like this is the Spanish version, and this is the New Zealand and the Australian. But imagine us on this journey and then you're like narrating or it's like with your poetry, like describing all these spots we're at or when we're entering a scene. It's like, oh. you know, sometimes people narrate, but imagine it being driven by your poetry. And like, wow. it's so Nicole, you and scenes. I are on a journey to find the lost poet and it's Atticus voice. Ooh. Over. Ooh, okay. Then now yeah. we're talking. Now we're, now we're talking. talking. Now we're guys. traveling the world. Looking no the one's world. done this. And All I right. think we should as three have something going on here. Atticus, what do you think? <laughs> as long as I get to come sometimes to some of these vineyards and drink wine with you guys, I'm I, in. I will pack you a massive bag of disguises and you can come the whole time. <laughs> There's so many fake mustaches. And so yeah, many. I love it. Glasses. Where you're like, well, well, you could be part of the crew. Like, no one will know. <laughs> so that's good. actually a great idea. Yeah. Isn't that like a cool a idea? Director. Yeah. yeah. That's, I it's, mean, it's like it, making it, the poetry come to life. Um, yeah. I really like it. I think we all definitely need to discuss yes. more on that. Well, Atticus, do you ever come to Napa Valley? I do. I love Napa. It's, it's kind of uh, one of my other favorite places in the world. Our, our wine's from um, from Santa Barbara, but uh, I love I love love Napa. So mm-hmm. next time I'm there, like we should link up. Yeah, let's yes. definitely link we up. We would love that. Please. Do you go to Paris a lot? As much as I can, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, I I love it. I actually wrote um, most of my books. I wrote there. I I, I would rent mm-hmm. this tiny little apartment. Uh, that was up like 10 flights of stairs, but it, it opened up, it looked like an inside of a ship and it opened up over, over Paris. And I, I was just in, in love with it. And I just mm-hmm. wake up in the mornings and get a coffee and just write all day. It was very, very easy to write there. Yeah. Like, I'm just always drawn to it. It's like when I've been gone too long, it's like, it's pulling me to come back. It's like, yeah. we need you. We- Nicole and I think we're French. Like we're always like, so like we belong in France, like our souls are like from there. I definitely just- lived a life there and it was exactly what I dream of what it would be today. <laughs> wow. That's, That's great. Yeah. I, I think I had a quote. I, uh, I'll probably butcher it like I usually do, but it was something like all artists are, are lost souls wandering their way back to Paris oh, or something. That gave me chills. Well, you know, Atticus, what I think is so amazing about you, and I think what we all can learn from you, um, especially our male listeners, it's the rewards of being vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. 
It oh, it, when you first said that, you know who popped into my head was Brene Brown. Have you guys mm-hmm. like read? She talks about She's vulnerability. Amazing. Isn't she amazing? The best yeah. ever. Like yeah. I became so obsessed with her, and she really helped me like let guards down in certain situations, but also know that like it's okay to be this person. Um, and what I realize is sometimes it's so much harder with men, but like when men let you know, be vulnerable and like let people in, they become these incredible hopeless romantics that are still so manly and sexy, Mm -hmm. but it's just so beautiful. And it also makes a relationship so much better and for men and women, but I know men struggle with it more, but I love that because that's what you are. And it's crazy. Like if, if I was a man and I would just sit and think about me, like, wait, this guy's vulnerable and look at all these women that are drawn to his words. Like I could be that. And it's like, yeah, be that. (laughs) I think it's really amazing. It's like, you have so much depth to you. You know what I mean? Oh, well, thank you. But I, you know, I I will say, I think you, you kind of nailed it. Um, That idea. I mean, you said that like being vulnerable actually creates stronger relationships. And that, that was like a, you know, huge wake up call in, in my experience where, you know, we've all been had those kind of more shallow relationships as we're just kind of learning the ropes of love. And then, you know, you kind of start dabbling in, in vulnerability. And what you realize is that the more vulnerable you are in a, in a relationship, the stronger it actually becomes. And it's like really backwards. And I think, unfortunately, men are like trained to protect themselves. I mean, men and women really like and anywhere on the spectrum. It's like, people are trained to protect themselves at all costs and like not be vulnerable and vulnerability is weakness and like this, you know, this stuff. And it's just like, it's just not true. Right. I agree. And it is crazy when you think of it, cause it is backwards. We should almost go into relationships like that. Mm-hmm. And then depending what those people do to us is when, if guards go up or how we start to protect, but we just go in so guarded and protected. And then yeah. it usually just takes that one person whether they're there, whether they leave us. And they were the one that got away that finally teaches us like I should have been more vulnerable or now I'm, I'm walking down the aisle because I was more vulnerable, vulnerable and things yeah. are just better. That word's really hard when you say it a lot of times. It's a I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> one of those words I always have to think about before I say. I'm like, oh I know, my gosh. But, I always <laughs> kind of say it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I want to know a little bit about your fiance. When did you know, like, oh my gosh, she's the one, like, did it just slap you in the face? Oh God. Yes. You know, this relationship has been like completely eye opening to me and it's, it's, it really has changed my life. And I I think, you know, I'm someone who had growing up had kind of conditional love, you know, it's something that I've worked really hard to kind of figure out and worked with my parents on and, you know, I had this kind of conditional love. It was, I felt love sometimes, but not other times. And um, I didn't even know you could be in a relationship where you felt this kind of more unconditional love. And that's, you know, when I felt that I, I was like, I found it so addicting and I kept, you know, repeating these old habits of like, they're, she's about to take it away. She's about to take it away, but it never left. Yeah. And um you know, it, it was just became a complete, um, it, you know, it was just so obvious that she was my uh, forever girl is what I call her. No. Now, does she know you're Atticus? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she does. <laughs> now, did you let so, her know yeah. that on the first date or did you wait? <laughs> no, I definitely didn't let her know on the first date. Oh, that's so uh, amazing. It's a lot to come, <laughs> yeah. to come out with. 
That's um, amazing. Oh my gosh. What, when she found out, was she kind of like, wow. Yeah, right. like, is it hard for her? Like, does she have to keep you a secret in a way? Like, I don't know. Like when you guys meet new people, like, is it something you guys tell each other? Like, okay, let's not talk about, you know, maybe Atticus. <laughs> yeah. I <don't> know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you kind of like wait till you're in the, in the circle or tribe to, to, to ever mention it. But I think, yeah, you know, she, she's just pretty good at saying, Oh, he's an entrepreneur, you know, he writes books and whatnot. And, um, we, awesome. we kind of find our way to navigate it, but, uh, oh. she's good. She's great at it. That's awesome. uh, oh my yeah. gosh. Oh my gosh. This has been yeah. so fun. Atticus. I can't wait for you and your fiance to come to Napa yes. and we all like wine taste together and just, I don't know, Oh man, figure out life <laughs> together. Yeah. I feel like we can do something fun. Like, we're, we're gonna yeah. figure out our show. <laughs> yeah. I know. Hey, that show I think is actually an incredible idea. So we should right. we should chat about it. But yeah, um, I definitely agree. It hit me pretty I, hard. I think us three add my fiance and we can solve all the world's problems just drinking yes. wine, or at least yes. think we can. I'm drinking <laughs> wine and we'll have you write up the plans. We're like, this is how it's taking over. Quite <laughs> <laughs> a bit of wine last night, and I felt like I knew all the answers. I was See, I funny feel how like that that's happens, huh? right. <laughs> I feel like that's what more people in charge need to do. They just need to be in a vineyard filled with wine. Yeah. And I feel like we'd have more peace and love in this world when they make those decisions. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, Absolutely. we just 100% wine, wine cures a lot. Yeah, that was actually the biggest conversation we all were having last night. And yes, we, you know, had a lot of wine, but was just like, why doesn't everyone want to just lead with love? And like when they're in these bad situations or there's like all this controversy or hate or whatever, why isn't love like the first thing we all look at? We were talking about that all last night. We're like, it's just, it seems pretty simple, but yeah. we make it really hard on ourselves as a country, as a world, as a human. I don't know. So. But it goes back to what we were saying. It's like majority of us are raised to be these really tough people and to hide our feelings within and not open up and be vulnerable. And mm -hmm. so there you go. It's, a lot of those people are missing that. Yeah, that's it. By the way, you nailed the vulnerable. I, did. Um, I was like, oh, that was <laughs> really smooth too. Like you know, I did it like about it. Yeah. My tongue, my tongue was like, yes, I found. Yeah, did it. <laughs> <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes, the sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe. Bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion. Home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. 
Be it bold swimwear or graphic, beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Atticus, we always love to end our episode with a little inspiration, affirmation for our listeners. And obviously you put so much out there. You have them in books, which to our listeners, you need to go get his new book, L-V-O-E. But Atticus, what would be one thing that you kind of, is your motto or you live by, or if you even want to tell some of your poetry, any of it? Oh, cool. Um, in the beginning of this latest book, I have a quote and it's uh, by, by a guy named Theodore Dreiser and it's kind of like a beautiful aphorism. It says, words are but vague shadows of the volumes we mean. And I've always loved that. And I, I feel with my poetry, I'm just scratching the surface of the volumes that I, that I truly mean. And uh, I think that's, a beautiful thing about art and poetry is we're always just going towards that meaning, but we can never really reach it. And so there's always work to be done. Oh, mm. oh yeah. Amen to that. Honestly, it really <laughs> is. So true. No, no such thing as perfection. Always yeah. to be done. Yeah. Just yeah. like the imperfect heart. I love no. that. Imperfect heart. Imperfect. Uh, it kind of makes your soul at ease too, right? Because sometimes I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves. And then oh, yeah. When you Absolutely. make imperfect beautiful, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is love. It's just two imperfect things coming together to make something perfect. You're right. You're perfect, you know? Yeah. Well, and mm-hmm. even like the title of the book, it's so true. You say, like, even though you spelled love wrong, when you look at it, it's love. Like yeah. genius. That was it's, genius. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. And so it's just, it shows you. So. This has just been a highlight for Nicole and I. So thank mm-hmm. you. Oh my God, you guys are the best. Honestly, I can't uh, thank you enough for all the support. And I'm so glad we're just, I feel like we've been friends for a long time now. Yeah. We've never kind of, we've chatted just because we've interacted so much. But uh, yeah, it's, sure. uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks guys. Thank, thank you. you. All right, you all have a very good week. And if you want to watch clips from this week's episode, make sure to check out the Bella's Podcast Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC.